Tribe. I am your boy, your dude, your guy, Little JoJo, and you are listening to the best in urban gospel. And just as I said, I have Miss Charmin Smith coming up on the line with us, uh, and we're about to break in with her right about now. Hello, Miss Smith. Are you there? I am. How are you? Oh man, it, it I am great. I am great. How are you this evening? I am having a fantastic time. All right. Coming off the end of an amazing weekend in D.C. I'm full of energy and excitement and passion about the future. And I'm sharing this wonderful time with you. What, what, what could be better? Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, I, I was, I was like real nervous, you know, and, and I'm just, I'm the guy that, that, that's transparent and I don't mind being transparent, but I was really, really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, man, we, I mean, we got a, a, a Democrat candidate on the line that's running for president 2020. And, yes, and that's huge. That's huge. Thank you. And, it's uh, a big one. No yeah, pressure. Yes. It's not like everyone's looking. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this is true. And, and my first question, man, the first thing that hit me, what is it that 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 drove you to the point of you you saying to yourself, you know what? I want to run for president of the United States of America. So I'm the author of the book Taming the Kidda. T-I-D-A. It's a fictional life story about politics, religion, and a reality TV show giving Republicans a candidate capable of beating Hillary Clinton in 2016. I self-published January of 2015, a full six months before Trump even announced his campaign. And a lot of what I wrote played out just not the way I wrote it. Mm -hmm. I have always had a reputation for knowing things I couldn't possibly know, and this book is 400 pages of proof. And you know you want to know how to drain a swamp. And if I'd have known that phrase, I'd have put it in the book instead of using a Dutch Dynasty reference to explain the importance of income fluidity. It is literally like having the antidote for every disease that he's given us. Mm. And it is a calling bigger than me, bigger than all of us. I can't do it alone, and I know who's sending me the messages. So I figured I probably better get off my behind and do what's expected of me before I get in any more trouble. Things falling apart around here. And this bozo thinks he can do whatever he wants. And he needs to be reminded, probably by a titta, that's not going to work. Mm. Not this day. Not in this time. Now, titta is a Hawaiian word for an aggressive female personality who will fight you. Michelle was so smart when she said, in order to understand the rock, you had to understand Hawaii. I just missed the training session where they explained Hawaii to the rest of us. And as a military spouse, we moved seven times in seven years. And in those seven years, we lived 20 months in Hawaii. And I think it's time for us to explain to the mainland just what it is we needed to understand about Hawaii so that we could understand the rock. And the first thing I want everyone to know is the titta. This is, a, this is a Hawaiian word for a strong female personality who will fight you. She'll barely give you the stink eye before she reaches out and touches you and busts you upside the head. <laughs> she will fight you. She will stand up for everything she believes in. And there is a little titter in every woman I have ever met in my entire life. That might be the Hawaiian word for it, but I've seen it everywhere. 
And as I look at the rise of the women's movement in this country, around the world at this time, I see women just dying to let their titties loose. And I'm going to encourage it. Wow, wow, wow. Bring it. Yeah, tell, bring it. Y'all y'all heard it. Bring it. And man, I mm-hmm. tell you, that that's 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 strong. That's that's real strong. And fighting to the bitter end or the sweet end or either way. That's right. Because this we all know that this is a bigger battle than all of us and it's gonna take every single one of us in on it to win it. None of us can do this alone. But together we can accomplish anything. And this guy, this fool, <laughs> Trump, running his mouth all the time. It doesn't matter what polished politician we put up against him, he will humiliate them just like he did all the Republicans. 2020 is going to look a lot like 2016 did, only it's going to be Democrats stepping all over themselves. And I know exactly what it takes to defeat this boy. And I intend to stand up right to his face and manhandle him a little because he needs to be handled by a woman who's used to handling a man like that now i'm telling you that's the fire right there you bringing some fire and i tell you what that that's that's standing flat-footed in the devil's face and telling him what he is going to do and what he's going to be and you know i i'm i'm part of that generation i sometimes i live my life in song lyrics (laughs) you know and I'll take this bet he's going to regret because I'm the best it's ever been. This devil has no clue what he has stepped up against. Mm. And I look forward to every second of what is coming for the next two years. We have cried for two years, and we're going to laugh from now on. I want people to start thinking about what it takes, the type of personality it's going to take to defeat this beast. I hear stories about people falling down the rabbit hole and looking for the white rabbit. And if we have fallen through the rabbit hole and we're in Alice in Wonderland, then I'm here to slay the Jabberwocky. <laughs> I'm looking for Mad Hatters. I'm going to need some Cheshire cats, and I'm going to need everybody along the way. That's right. That's right. That's right. I can't do it alone. This is a this is a fight. This is the biggest David and Goliath battle in history, and he should absolutely be beat by a girl. Trump's gonna get beat by a girl <laughs> every time I put it on Twitter. He loses his mind. Hashtag it. Share it as much as you want. And when the Trumpers come back with their Trump 2020, just drop ha ha ha. Sharma 2020. Trump's gonna get beat by a girl. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, now, now, I look forward. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. You look forward. I look forward to a future presidential <clears throat> election cycle where I have the opportunity to debate a mature, responsible adult. That's not what 2020 is going to be about. As a former bill collector, one of the things that I learned, it was one of the most important lessons that I learned, is that in order to be able to communicate with somebody, you had to be able to get on their level. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to take this to playground. Yes. Straight to the monkey bars. (laughs) This boy's going to get messed up. Well, with that being said, and I know that it's serious, I know that it's serious, but man, you know what? You are speaking what everyone is scared to speak about, and... um, and I was looking at your bio and there's some things that I've seen that you've gone through and and some things that you've come out of. And, man, I tell you, you 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 have a strong testimony as well. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the past, the present and the future, Charmin? Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely, absolutely. I'm an adult survivor of childhood sexual abuse. Uh, my parents were violent, abusive, alcoholic, pedophiles. It's easy to say that I came from the worst of the worst environments. I was born in the projects and I live in a mansion. I know exactly what it takes to crawl from one to the other. I've been a homeless single mother, a bill collector, a mortgage underwriter, a military brat and spouse. I've been an enlisted spouse, a commissioned spouse, and a retired spouse. And I promise to take care of our brats our vets the way no one ever has before. I understand what it means to sacrifice the love of country, and I intend to take care of the people who are willing to lay their life on the line and sign their name on the dotted line. Amen. What I bring from my past, my present, my future doesn't just encompass this lifetime. We're talking also about the genetic connection to the presidency. We don't talk about it very often. Oprah was so smart when she said that she didn't have the DNA to be president. She knows about the genetic connection to the presidency. Some guy used to run around for years selling some book about the uh most loyal bloodline theory, and whoever has the most loyal blood will be the one that becomes president. And i got to be honest with you. All of Trump's weird personality and attitude and facial expression nonsense looks real super familiar to me. Mm. Only I've had to spend my whole life controlling it. Because as a woman, everybody has told me I need to watch my mouth and manage my mood and know my audience. And now those same people, mostly men, are coming up to me and saying, please don't run against Trump in 2020. Please wait till 2024 to run against Trump. Please let him have a second term. And I just tell them all the same thing. No. Why, why is it that they want you to wait until 2024? Because that's, that's very odd to, uh, to come and request knowing that a big election is coming up in 2020 and I'm I mean there's a host of democrats that that's going to uh, also throw their hats or have thrown their hats into the race like Kamala Harris from California and Miss uh Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren and Senator uh, Kirsten Gildebrand and and uh, uh uh his name um Julian Castro I mean all these people have thrown their hats uh thrown their hands in on the action so what what is it that 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 with those Democrats that you seem to be or going to be different than those guys. It's all about the personality, baby. Come on now. What's it going to take to beat Trump? These people who are coming to me asking me not to run, asking me to give him another chance, asking me to leave him be. They know I'm going to stomp his behind all over the country. Wow. They don't want me up against him. They want Gillibrand and Harris and Tulsi and whoever you want. They want all those people. That looks like fun. They know exactly what Trump's going to do to them. They, Trump can study them. He'll just smack them around like nothing. Well, Let them all come to play. Well, well, the thing don't take something different to get through him. That's right. That's right. Well, well, the thing is, those those players are already inside the, the White House. They already inside the game. And so they they're going to play they're going to play uh I would say hardball but they're going to play along with Trump uh that he could you know possibly get 2020 again but oh man with 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 with, with Sherman I don't think so <laughs> No, I don't think so. And it's shaman, just like the toilet paper, uh -huh. only with an S. Yes. I'm softer, I'm stronger, I smell better than the TP, and I will clean up D.C. We don't need just any old TP in D.C. That's right. You That's know, right. Trump, Pence, 
Trump, Putin, generic TP just spreads that mess around. We need a stronger, more reliable, dependable product. We need Charmin. We need Charmin. That's right. We need Charmin. Now, now, there's some things that I'm going to get into right right here. Uh, number one is I, I seen that you was talking about raising the minimum wage. Are we talking all the way across the board? Of, uh, all the way across the board. All the way across and the board. If you've had an opportunity to take a look at my, my website, charminsmith.com, I break it down for you and I explain it. But I don't think $15 an hour is enough. I don't think it's the right number. I'm not sure what the right number is. There's an entire calculation of process I need to go through in order to be able to confirm. But based off the top of my head, I went off of my personal experiences. And I remember when I got my first minimum wage job when I was 16 and had to pay my own car insurance and gas, and I was making five twenty-five an hour, and gas was 99 cents a gallon. Can you imagine what it would be like today, right now, if the minimum wage was tied to something as important as the price of gas, and the minimum wage always had to be five times the price of a gallon of gas? Wow. That's, that's actually, that is phenomenal. That would be phenomenal. Without a shadow of a doubt. That would be a great place to start. Yes. That would be phenomenal. That would be a great place to start. That's not phenomenal. What I think, you know, I remember when I got my first real job where I wasn't making minimum wage, and I had to negotiate my salary, and I had no idea what I was doing. And I was 17, and I came out making 20 grand a year. And my sister-in-law told me that the rule of thumb was you should always make your age. And since I was 17 and I was making 20, I was doing good. Mm-hmm. Okay, but we can't pay people based off their age now because no one would ever hire an old person. It just would never happen. They'd hire young kids for everything. But if we think of ourselves as millennials, as children, and we're all right now just ending our angry teenage day, right? 2016 proved maybe 2016 isn't so sweet. 2018 feels like everybody became legal and learned that they need to vote. Right? right? We're finishing up 19 now. I'm looking forward to the roaring 20s. How about we make our age? Right now, 2019, we make $19.19 an hour with a mandatory $1 and one hour cent raise every January the 1st. We put a moratorium on the price of goods so that vendors, people who sell goods to us, can't raise the price of goods to destroy us. Because every time we even talk about the wage being raised, mm -hmm. someone raises the price of goods. We have to stop the growth on one end. We have to lift the growth on the other end. There's a, the, the fluidity cycle of the economy is extremely important. And until we get the money moving again, we're gonna have problems. But we don't need to talk about five cents an hour. That's nonsense. Nonsense. Another dollar an hour, not even enough. Don't try me. Fifteen is not enough. I'm tired of the nonsense. I think people probably need at least 20 bucks an hour to live right now. That could be wrong. It could be more than that. It could be less than that. But it is time for us to get realistic about the fact that the people who live and work in our country deserve to make a decent wage. They deserve to have health care. They deserve to have stability, to know where they're going to be able to live. We have to take better care of our people, and it starts with us, it starts now. And there are a ton of people who are doing wonderful, amazing things. I don't want to downplay the work of all the valuable 
elected officials who are doing everything in their power to defeat Trump. I do want to encourage them to think smarter and to be smarter, not work harder. As we talk about this impeachment that is taking place, everybody wants to impeach Trump, but it's like nobody can remember what it was like to get Clinton impeached in the House, Mm -hmm. and then you couldn't get it through the Senate. Does anybody think that we're going to be able to impeach Trump in the House? Of course. Does anybody think we're going to get it through the Senate? Of course not. The House needs to be smarter, and they need to start censoring elected officials so that they can't introduce bills, sign bills, or vote on bills. Now, when you, when you talk about you know, voting on bills and different things of that nature uh, and what they have to go through. Like you said, they go through the house, they own, you know, Capitol Hill doing what they do. Uh, when one is presented, uh, what is the necessary process to actually get a bill approved without anyone even knowing about it? Without anyone what? Even knowing about the bill itself. <laughs> You know, the thing is, is that so many bills are introduced every day, and if it doesn't get a lot of attention, no one will know about it. And how many times do we hear about midnight sessions where people are coming in and voting on something we didn't even know was an option? So for me to tell you what the process is or what the process should be seems like two completely different answers. Mm -hmm. It seems like if you want to do something, you can do something, and you can do something pretty quick. And if you don't want to do something, you don't have to do something. You can take as much time as you want. And it all comes down to it doesn't matter what you know. It's all about who you know. Wow. And that's the truth. That's the bone truth. It hurts. But we have to work smarter, not harder. There's no reason for us to waste our time in impeachment when we know it ain't, and we're going to get to the Senate. And it's just going to drain our money and our energy and our resource running ourselves in a circle. What will give us immediate pleasure and boost across the morale of the entire nation is to limit the power that the people that we have elected have when we don't like their behavior. We can make it so Mitch McConnell doesn't even get a choice as to whether or not he gets to vote. We can limit him and tie his hands until his next election. We have to be smarter, not harder. Amen. Amen. Now, you were saying something about earlier you had mentioned about bringing the money back around uh, to the people, pretty much. When you say that, when you talk about bringing the money back around, what, what what's really going on on Wall Street and how can they be more accountable for what they do through Wall Street? So Wall Street's a different beast, and I want to express myself first that I spent 20 years in financial services, and during 2008, when we had the financial collapse, I was negotiating massive repurchase demands with Wall Street banks for millions of dollars for defaulted mortgages. Wall Street is a very unique creature and must be treated a very special way, and you have to make some very real decisions about what kind of battles you want to pick. And you have to make sure you handle them strategically. And after 20 years in financial services, I'm very confident. I got a plan to mess up their plan. And I can't tell you how happy I am to have heard Miss Cortez get that beautiful little committee position she got Mm -hmm. against Wall Street. Mm -hmm. Me and my campaign manager intends to reach out to her and give her our opinion on how to make their lives more entertaining (laughs) for all of us. 
Amen. Amen. And you know, because I, I know, and you know, uh, there's a way to do everything. It is. You just got to make sure you do it right. That's right. You got to make sure that you do it right. And, 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 and as you say, you have to have a plan. You know, you just can't go up on these on these cats with and these guys and these gals uh, just half heartedly or half cop. You have no. to have everything in in place. Um, now, as I said, as I asked you earlier. What what was it that drove you to 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 put your hat in for presidency? Um, now, with that being said, now when you when you actually when you actually uh, the time has come and you are you are campaigning right now, correct? Uh, correct. I registered in at the end of last year, actually like July or August. I registered. There's there's some requirements with the FEC in order to be eligible to run. There's a, an entire process, and we're going through it now with each candidate. They're doing a traditional process where they announce that they're forming a committee to determine if they should run, and then they announce that they decided to run. There's an entire dance that takes place with this. This is like the debutante ball, and they're announcing themselves on the stage. And if this is a party, I assure you, the party don't start, start till I show up, and I like to make an entrance. All right. Right. All right. All right. Now, with that being said, with that being said, what is the difference between already a candidate and you writing in as a writing candidate? What what do people have to watch out for? What what should they know about writing a candidate in? So, first of all, your state may not even allow you to write a candidate in. You need to do some research to find out if that's even possible. Okay. Write-in candidates are allowed. Our Constitution was designed so that somebody could win as a write-in candidate. Mm -hmm. I can tell you I launched a write-in campaign in 2016. It is possible to do it and win. It's almost impossible to actually do it and win. It's very difficult. It, with the Electoral College, the reality is the only way to win is with the DNC nomination or the RNC nomination. Trump has already filed his paperwork for the RNC. He's already collecting um, He's already collecting donations. Mm -hmm. He's already paying the staff. I've reached out to his campaign manager and said hi. She likes to listen in. Hi, Tana. <laughs> um, we know Trump is going to get the RNC nomination. Mm -hmm. The DNC nomination, 2020, is going to look a lot like, for Democrats, what 2016 looked like for Republicans. Republicans. We're going to have 20 people running. It's all going to come down to fresh ideas and personality. Well, I'm at least interested in jumping in. This book was such a... It was such a terrifying moment, you know, to watch the things I wrote play out, just not the way I wrote them. I wrote a beautiful, empowering story about uniting the nation and the world behind the common cause of eradicating pedophilia. Mm -hmm. And what I have seen is an explosion in rape and pedophilia, and it is a nightmare. We have open, we have politicians openly running as sexual predators, and to, we have people who are openly running to normalize pedophilia and intimate relationships with children. We have, there are these horrible movements out there where pedophiles have created their own acronyms mm -hmm. and they've categorized their acronyms based off the age of the children they like. They're trying, they've created their own flag. It, it is, 
It is time for those of us that do not think this is normal or acceptable to stand up, to stand together, and to say enough is enough. enough is we enough. have to be willing to step up and talk about the things no one wants to talk about. And my number one platform issue, it was the thing that I took very seriously in the book. It's my number one issue personally. It has brought the most amazing connections to me in this campaign. Uh, I fully support the death penalty for pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. And now, more than ever, when we have Republicans who are running for office and they want the death penalty for women who get abortions and the doctors who provide them, for drug dealers and drug addicts. Nikki Haley went to the UN and said, we support the death penalty for LGBTQ. If we want to talk about the death penalty, I want to talk about the death penalty too. I'd like to start with pedophiles and rapists and murderers, and then we'll talk about whatever's left when they're gone. Yes, yes. I think it'll solve all the other problems, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, there, there are still countries out there, if you steal with your right hand, you get it cut off. You know, yeah. and that's just the way it is. Uh, I was watching a program uh, over the weekend, and uh, it is, and it's happening at an alarming rate about the immigrant men that come over and they can marry ten-year-old uh, girls and different things of that nature. And I, and it really brought it really brought it to my attention that you were saying there's so many things that people are making up, and the and it's getting passed, and and we. We don't even know about it. We we are clueless about it. And you are right. We we need to start doing some research. We need to start uh, looking at these issues more seriously um, and uh, um, and not letting them play out uh, because uh, we end up saying, well, well, how did that happen? Where did that even come from? You know, and, and we're left clueless. We left standing there with the bag with nothing in it. Well, and our justice system needs a complete overhaul. The reality is, is that women and men have both been reporting rapes for as long as we've had a police department, and the police department hasn't been handling it. We have countless situations where rape kits haven't been tested for thousands of years, and it has created an environment that allows these sexual predators to think they can do whatever they want, and they're getting bold. They're getting bolder. They're creating their own groups and their own legal groups so that they can come together and raise money and petition the government so that they can they can completely remove the age of consent. They think if a child can speak, they can consent. I don't think that is accurate. I disagree with that. And if we're going to live in a kind of world in a time, and it, it has been this way for our country, we are a country of the people, by the people, for the people, but the people have to participate. We have the freedom of speech, but not the freedom from the repercussions. But it is time for us to speak up about the things that we know are right, and it is time for us to stand tall, even if our voices shake. Even if we're scared, we know it's dangerous. It's now or never. It's only getting worse. We know history repeats itself. We see what kind of course we're on. None of us want to put up with that. This it is true. time now for all of us to come together and stand arm locked about one issue we can all get behind and support. And that is absolutely being tougher and punishing these pedophiles. The, the stories that are coming out, Kavanaugh and his gang rapes, we have to do something about rape. We've got Republicans who are trying to stop abortion, even in cases of rape and incest. There's always been a caveat for rape and incest. 
but they never did anything to punish the people committing the rapes or the incest. So it's created this this theory, this culture, this entire dynamic where this horrible behavior that most of us despise is allowed to continue. And if we can all come together on one thing, we can open the door for us to resolve every other issue. We're not that far apart on every other issue. We can come to compromise if we can just start by agreeing on one thing. Let's protect our kids. That's right. They're kids. Um, do you think that that most people and I think you kind of hit it on the head that most people, uh, they're kind of afraid, they're scared because of the power behind uh, the powerful lawyers, you know, and, and, and all of those type of people that could come against you. You don't have the money to actually go up against these these guys, these fat cats, as they say. Um, uh, you think that may be the problem that. A lot of people yeah. don't come forth? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a problem. Yes. I think that's a big problem. Let's talk about the NFL. You know, we have we have a long-standing history of knowing that they have a habit of protecting their players who, you know, are good running and catching the ball, even though they're raping, beating, killing women all over the country and the world. Super Bowl's coming up. Everybody's mm-hmm. going to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to buy a jersey. Patriots are going to display the ball and everybody's going to get mad. <laughs> Women are going to get gang raped at all the special parties before the Super Bowl. Nobody's going to do anything about it. And the cops aren't going to test the race kits. The players and the executives who enjoy executive privilege are going to continue doing whatever they want to do. And they got the money to pay the judges. They got the money to pay the attorneys. Heck, they're taking their judges and attorneys with them. Everybody's participating. Wow. When are we going to get mad? When are we going to get mad? That, that's a good question. When are we going to put our money where our mouths are and stop paying people like fanatics who sponsor and encourage and take care of all these sports teams? We've heard from every sports industry that there's a problem. And you got one company running the merchandise for all of them. And now they're in charge of the Super Bowl, too. They own the day before the Super Bowl. And the sad part is, over 70% of their business comes from women. Because men don't shop. Women shop. We go to the website and we buy the jerseys and the shorts and the socks and the hats. And we're the ones they're abusing and mistreating. We're the ones they don't want to pay. We're the ones they want to rape. They want to take to another, another level. Conversation's going to change. 2020 changes everything, and it starts now. It's been going on for a long time, but it's going to get a lot more intense going forward. Yes, ma'am. It sure is. Um, I think the last thing that we should hit right before you have to go, because I know that you're a very busy lady, and I thank you once again for coming on GSRS 24-7. Um, if... I'm I I am the uh I guess the average Joe out on out out on the street and you come you come up to me and you say I'm running for president 2020 what is it that you would tell the people not per se convince them but let them know that you are in the house and you are serious about this run
you know, when I meet people on the street, it's a lot of high fives and everybody gives you a go girl. But a lot of people are looking for some sort of emotional support and re reaffirmation that everything's going to be okay. Right. And I like to connect strange things together that don't seem like they should make sense, but they do. Mm-hmm. You know, I use a lot of sports analogies and, and there's a lot of people who are really upset about this 2018 election, right? They felt like we were supposed to have a big blue wave and we didn't really get what we wanted. But I want us to think about this four-year election period just like a football game. And 2018 election was just halftime. And we had a strong first showing. There's no reason to be upset. We're just now moving into the third quarter. And the end of the third quarter is coming. And we all know games like this get won in the fourth quarter. And this bad boy is going into overtime. Every one of us know it. Mm-hmm. This election isn't over on November 2nd, 2020. This election, he's gonna, it's going to take him, a, that whiny baby, a week to concede at least. And then it's not going to be over until he's out in January. We'll probably have to drag him out in handcuffs. <laughs> I, when, even when I ask for donations, I ask people to consider donating through January 2020. Because you know we're going to have to pay for recount. We have to keep our head in the game. We have to keep ourselves looking down the field. We can't get tripped up by every little stupid play he makes along the way. And so I like to give people something to look forward to. And I'm starting watch parties for November the 1st, 2019. It was recently released that Wonder Woman is going to be in theaters on November the 1st, 2019. Okay. And it's my birthday. And if there were ever a time for a woman to step out of the pages of a book to defeat the Nazis, it is now. I have absolutely no intention of cutting my hair. (laughs) (laughs) And if we all come together, the Wonder Women in this country can absolutely stem the tide of nonsense that is taking place, and we can heal our country and the nation, and we can defeat these Nazis once and for all. All right. All right. Well, it sounds pretty convincing to me. So what I would like to Thank say you. is this. I would, I would like to say is this. Oh, one other question. Have you uh, thought or do you have a running mate yet? Um, I do not have a running mate yet. I'm pursuing a DNC nomination, and my VP would not be chosen until I actually receive the DNC nomination. But I do have some dreams, and I think Bernie would be the greatest VP in history. Mm. I think he and Joe Biden would duke it out for the number one slot for best VP in history for the rest of time. <laughs> but I have to be honest with you. I like Bill Nelson. I think he looks like Batman, and I think he'd be a dynamic duo. <laughs> he does look like Batman. You, you get <laughs> <laughs> that would... I love the way he has broke down guns at that Parkland town mm-hmm. hall and how he created a bill that could have taken some of these guns that are such a problem off the street. Oh, we'd be a dynamic duo. I like him. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you that. I'm going to keep a close eye on on your on your race, and uh, I would hope that you would try to come through Lexington, Kentucky. Well, I will try to come back to Lexington, Kentucky. I was actually living in Lexington when I started writing this book. Really? I was living just up from Transy, off of Fayette Park, one of those one of those first historic subdivisions. Um, in town. It was such a beautiful area. We used to walk downtown all the time. Our kids enjoyed the schools there. My daughter graduated from high school there. Our time in Lexington was very special to us. 
Awesome. So I will absolutely be back. Awesome, awesome. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna watch out for you because I would love to meet you in person and uh, sit sit down and chew the fat and see what's going on with you uh, with your uh, race absolutely. and everything. And if you did not know that that whole district there has been redone and it's even more beautiful than what it was before. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yes. So oh, you. I'm you, sure you it's such a beautiful area. Yes, you have to come back through. You have to come back through. Well. I promise. Okay, I, I'm okay. I, well, I don't know if I'm gonna hold you to it, but hey, because things can change, <laughs> so I'm not gonna get no. I'm not gonna get you to say yes right now. So anyway, I thank you for joining us. I know you that you're very busy and on the campaign, and uh, I'll be praying for you and your whole campaign, and uh, go from there and let God do what He does, and um, we'll see what happens, uh, what comes out in the end. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I know I know who has my back. Amen. Right? Amen. And, and I know everything I do. I have prayed for years just to be a vessel and do whatever I can do to to fulfill his wishes and to do what it takes to to make him happy. I, I have for years just asked that I can serve him in any way I can. And when this book came to me and it played out the way it has and so many other strange things that have happened there's never enough time to tell them all this is a calling that's bigger than me i know who's talking to me and i'm just going to do what i'm supposed to do amen amen <laughs> that one's not someone i'd like to take off <laughs> i hear you no you do not want to do that at all <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter how scary Trump is, but you know the the guy that wants me to fight him scarier. So. Ooh, yes he is. <laughs> He'll break you down real quick. <laughs> You'll be like, oh, whoa, whoa, what happened? You know, and uh, there's been so many times I've been able to look up and say, oh, I know that was you. You're watching out for me. I promise I'll make it up to you. Yes, yes, it'll yes. be fun. <laughs> Yes. Well, I thank you so much, so much for coming through, uh, taking time with us once again. Y'all, that's Miss Charmin. She spells it with an S, not a C, but Miss Charmin Smith. Y'all watch her. She's on the Democratic party line and uh, she's talking about she's going to whoop Trump. She's going to put him in a box. <laughs> Put him in the yeah, cage. Put him back in Pandora's box. Nobody should let him off. Got the lid off him. Yeah, they they opened the box. They broke it open. <laughs> woo! I tell you. But I'm not I'm not even gonna get into any more of that because woo boy I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to hold back some things any old way. But but like I said, Miss Smith, thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to speaking with you again in the future. And yep. I promise I'll be through collections and I'll look you up. Okay, do that. I'm I'm gonna be waiting. All right. Take All care. Right. Take care. God bless you. You too. All right. Hey, y'all, that was Miss Sharman Smith. She's running for president 2020, and she says she's going to handle Trump like he should be handled, y'all. So uh, y'all keep an eye out on her candidacy, on her run. That's Miss Sharman Smith, and she was right here on GSRS 24-7-365. We'll be right back, y'all, after the break.